Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. a Dow. I have Yay! to sit by the door of my, oh my hotel gosh. room because if I don't sit by the door of my hotel room, my Wi-Fi cuts out and I go back to LTE and I'm then going to blow through all my data. Oh my gosh. It doesn't cost yeah. that much data to do a podcast. It's like 500 megs or so. That should be it's good. international though. So doesn't that cost like oh. a gajillion dollars a megabyte or something like that? <laughs> I think I should <laughs> <laughs> that, well, we that's a technical going. unit of measure that's a data science right, unit of measure true. is what that it's is <laughs> <laughs> it's okay so i'm trying to do it by um i have my audio going into my my macbook and i'm doing the skype call through my phone so it's crazy because skype wouldn't download so i'm like it's a little echoey well that's probably also the room too yeah, yeah there's there's nothing that's going to be better. I'm sitting in the hallway. I was in the <laughs> officer. I could try the closet. Oh my <laughs> gosh, no! You <laughs> is the closet under the stairs by any chance? <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Let me see if I can try the closet. No, Georgia is fine. We gotta start. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, I'm recording. I'm recording all of this excellent content. By the way. Right, and, right. This we only I, bring you the best. Okay, wait. Let me close the closet door and see if that. Makes did you say we alley. only bring you the best? Have you listened <laughs> to our show before? Okay, wait. Let me hear. Okay, how how is this? Is this less? Accurate? That's oh so God. much worse. That is drastically worse. <laughs> Why would you think if you went into a small? Room, it would be less echoey. Georgia, Georgia's final. Georgia's recording from that? prison. <laughs> Oh God! I'm leaving okay. the closet. I'm leaving the closet. Oh my God! Oh. Do you realize? Do you realize this okay, is our fi- this is our fiftieth episode, and this is how we're starting it off with Georgia being trapped in the basement of some van, <laughs> recording was, on uh... location from her orc hunt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to bring the mic uh, on the border, so. Well, and we we should consider too that the what we're hearing. If you're calling us on your phone, that's not the audio that's being recorded into the no uh, computer. It's not. So it'll probably be higher no, quality. No, it's not. I, yeah. I have okay. the audio recorded separately, but I, oh, that's I'm God. sure it's we'll be all be better. fine. You'll yeah, all I'm, be fine. It's uh, be no, so I'm sure the guy who edits it'll deal with it. No worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so, so speaking of the guy who edits it, Steve, it is. It's a little. A little awkward to be doing this show with you today when I think you've gotten busted cheating on your Hearthstone <laughs> record. I'm, um, this hey, is don't, a little... hey, hey, don't say that on a, on a podcast on the internet. But Blizzard takes cheating super seriously now that they're like an esports thing. Yeah, Steve, Steve. So, so Micah, can you do me a favor? <laughs> can you go into that clip? 
And okay, so we all would agree here that dithering and artifacting is a result of photoshopping, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So go zoom into Steve's letters there and look at all the dithering around his score. It's very suspicious. Like the image is, it's bicubically sampled down, so it looks clean, but then there's all this weird artifacting around your score. What's uh, up with that, Steve Lubitz? Well, mm. you, you've 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 caught me. I've only been posting screenshots for, um, you know, I've only been spending hours upon hours on Battle.net to lose repeatedly, and I've faked my win count. So That's, well, yeah. you know, if you need some pro I mean, tips, if you need some pro tips, like I, I showed proof today of yeah. my, yeah. what was it, 9,000 games straight that I've yeah. won. Um, I'm very proud of that score. I, I really would like Jeez. to know what, what you're doing to counter Pirate Warrior in the current meta. Because that's a very uh, it's a very aggro deck, and I'm sure that uh, we have a lot of <laughs> listeners who are are here for hardcore Hearthstone strategy, and they've been very frustrated by the predominance of Pirate Warrior in the meta, so they want to know how to counter it. So if you could share your expertise with them, until you can crayon the banana doobie, you have not become a master. <laughs> right. Hearthstoner. Right, right. right. Um, well, I feel like George had made us all late today, and I don't want to keep us up late. So, <laughs> so I'll I'll share with you my Hearthstone secrets later, Steve. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, you know who else might be sharing your Hearthstone secrets? The federal government. Instead, your your ISP. That's that's what I meant with that terrible segue I just did. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. Uh, if you hadn't heard, <laughs> the Senate today decided to uh, roll back some protections that were put in place, some regulations that were put in place to keep our, uh, our privacy, I don't know, more secure online. Uh, so it used to be the case that ISPs, your internet service provider, would collect a bunch of data on you and your browsing and your streaming and all of this other stuff. And they could take that information and they could sell it. Now, usually in the fine print of those contracts that you get, you could look down and you could, you know, pull out the magnifying glass and, you know, zoom in and then check for dithering and all that kind of stuff. And you could come across <laughs> some notes that said, hey, go to this website that's, you know, 7,000 characters long and you can opt out of having us track your data. But most people didn't know that that was the case. They didn't know that they could do that. They didn't know that their ISPs were tracking their uh, browsing, et cetera, et cetera. Well, during the Obama presidency, there uh, the FCC put into place regulations that said, hey, you actually have to let people know that you are keeping track of their data. And on top of letting people know that you're keeping track of their data, you have to give them the opportunity to opt out. So you were basically confronted with a thing that said, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what we'll be doing. Do you want us to do that? Or would you prefer that we not do that? And so it made it, made it easier for people who are not like Dow in that they don't read the fine print every time uh, to keep their data safe and to keep you know their privacy. Well, Those protections have been rolled back. It has been put under the guise that the FCC says that because it's only ISPs and it's not uh, Google and Facebook and Amazon and all these other companies that track your browsing and then use that to, you know, serve you better ads because those companies aren't counted as part of these FCC regulations. Well, that's just not fair. So we're just going to take all the rules away and throw them out the door because that's what makes sense. So that's that's where we are right now. We no longer have those protections in place and companies can go back to not letting you know 
know ahead of time that your data is being tracked. So who's excited about ISPs <laughs> tracking them? I am. <laughs> this is great. Oh, my God. They can now profit off, like, uh, you not only, like, doing unethical marketing, like, uh, you know, tactics, but on top of that, I know that ISPs are only going to bring the top-notch security experts to keep all that data <laughs> oh, safe. Yeah. And there's going to be true. nothing, nothing is going to go is, wrong. This, this, is, yeah. this is Comcast, at and Verizon we're talking <laughs> right. about here. So the most trusted names, yeah. The best of the best of the best. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they would have any history of doing shady or creepy things with your data that we might want to protect people from, like hijacking your searches if you happen to type something in and then draw and sending you to a search page that they happen to get you know money from when you get when you get sent there or looking at all of your web traffic and then putting ads in or having a super cookie that you have to opt out from that will give them some sort of permission to track every single place that you go on the internet and it's not like they happen to just have all of the places that you go and every search term you type in because you have to send it through them in order to get anywhere else on the internet so you know i'm sure it'll be fine and they'll be very responsible and and forthcoming with all of that Right, of course. They're, they're going to you know, make sure that they're, they're really going to protect all kinds of sensitive information and make sure this information isn't sold to the highest bidder. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, we're being sarcastic here, but I mean, this is this is really us just moving. Just in case people don't notice. <laughs> just in case. I this is <laughs> this you. is you know I I try to not be hyper partisan when I don't have to. But you know, it is true that like the Republicans, generally speaking, do stand for the powerful, you know, the billionaires and Wall Street and the you know the the people that can profit from this. And it's just so frustrating to see, you know, they come to power and then the first thing they start doing is dismantling the like 1% of privacy like safeguard that we have that wasn't even that effective to begin with to, to start dismantling it. You know, it's moving us towards this Orwellian state. And it's just, it's, it's really, really concerning. And, you know, obviously when I'm elected to Congress, uh, you know, this is going to be something we're going to fight against really hard. They're going to serve on the technology subcommittee. And right now I'm working to recruit other candidates for that committee uh, to run for Congress alongside me. But I mean, this has to end. This is absolute madness. And, you know, just like the billionaires can, you know, pay to get Paul Ryan to the his shills in the in the Senate to disassemble these laws, like vote for people and donate money to people. They're willing to stand up for this because it's got to change. What was the reasoning that they actually said to this? Because it it really doesn't make any sense for in any reason why the little amount of safeguards that we had in place would be taken away. Um, uh, you know, yes, it definitely benefits, uh, you know, the large companies that are going to be selling this data to be able to make more money off of people. I would assume that it would also make it easier for the government to have access to that data as well if they so wished to. But what what was the actual argument for why this would be important? Like it was a 50 to 48. Yeah, it, it genuinely vote. was. 
it, it genuinely was the the thing that I cited earlier. The the FCC uh, chairman uh, says, and I'm quoting this from a BuzzFeed article that we'll include in the show notes. The federal government shouldn't favor one set of companies over another, and certainly not when it comes to a marketplace as dynamic as the internet. So going forward, we will work together to establish a technology neutral privacy framework for the online world. Basically, these uh, Comcast and ATT, well, uh, Comcast and and other ISPs came and said. It's so unfair that you're making us follow these rules about letting people know we're tracking them, but you let Google and you let Amazon and you let all these other companies that aren't ISPs just run free. And so instead of uh, deciding as you know the head of the FCC to then take those rules and apply them to these companies, they just said, let's yeah, wipe it all away. Let's just get rid of all of it. Uh, so really, I think what it boils down to is is uh, the right amount of, of – uh, money, you know, going to the to the right people, to lawmakers, and uh, that's that that pressure there is is what's resulted in getting rid of these laws. Because now we've got this period of time where these regulations aren't in place, that these things can go back to the way that they were and continue to double down on those types of things. And I don't think that it's quite clear to. Uh, Everyone, uh, you know, I think of especially my my younger siblings or my mother who, um, you know, uses uses the Internet all the time on the daily. I don't think that we quite I mean, even sometimes I don't put two and two together despite being in tech that. An ISP is literally getting every single thing that you're doing. Everything. Everything. Absolutely. Because that's the only way that you're connected to the internet is through your internet service provider. So everything that goes out and everything that comes in, our voices right now as we're talking over Skype, all of that data, it goes to them. So the fact that they can track everything that we do online, and we do so much online these days, that is in and of itself is pretty terrifying. So to have those things fall out is not okay at all. The The problem is that it's not even like you can choose to not use an ISP. I mean, it's like you if you are uncomfortable with what Google's doing, right? Like, it would be difficult, but you could not use Google. You could go use DuckDuckGo. You can roll your own mail server. You know, you can do everything that Google offers for free. You may have to pay some money, but you could do it. But you need to have an ISP, and if one of them is doing it, they're all going to do it. And it's not that, like, Verizon or AT&T themselves might do something shady with it, though they've already proven that they might in the past. Um, But it's that they are eventually going to get to a point where they'll sell your data. And there is a lot of appetite for data about consumers for a variety of different purposes. And what will happen is that that will get married up with a bunch of other things and you may not really you may not approve of where they're selling your data to. To and it may be used to market to you, it may be used for for you know any sort of purposes and there's no transparency to that. So it's just it seems like I don't understand what the reasoning is for it either, aside from it was a regulation that passed under Obama that the Republicans could repeal, so they repealed it? No, it's not that at all. I mean, I, there's certainly part of it, but it's just 
opportunism. Like, well, yeah, if I you, mean, obviously, it's money for big companies, but yeah. I, I've been looking yeah. at what the. I, obviously, I'm keenly interested in what the the Congress is doing because we're looking for stuff to, frankly, attack my opponent over, right? And if you look at what they're, uh, you know, what they're getting done, like it's everything they're focusing on is big business interests. Like, you know, the Republicans are taking care of their own right now. So, I, I Obama is the pretext, right? Like the subtext is keeping the coffers filled. Yeah, it's just I mean I don't I don't even know what you do, you know? I mean it's it, these companies are not trustworthy in general. Like the ISPs are just not trustworthy and they're not good stewards of data. And I guess the, theoretically you could go and just run a VPN 24/7, but I I don't even know if that's like is that something that you should have to do? To exist Normal on the internet. people are not going to do that. No, of course they're, they're, they're not just going to. Not. No, they're not. I, the only thing that can be done is what I'm doing. I mean, if there's another way, show it to me. But this is this is the only course of action I can think of to solve this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm talking more like short term, like right now. What you know? Because I mean, obviously, the the long term solution is to get better legislators into into congress to get some common sense around some of this stuff but that that's not going to happen for at least you know a couple of years so the question is what do you do in the meantime and i guess the answer the only answer is to run something like cloak or or some other vpn but i I just it seems like you're right most people are never going to do that i mean i am completely attuned to what my you know what data is out there and i it's still like such a hassle to have to do that, that maybe somebody will try it and then they'll just say, what am I doing this for? Because they're not going to see what's happening with their data behind the scenes. They don't know. That's the problem is you don't know and you can't see what they're doing. So, you know, it's invisible to you. So it's easy for you to to not pay attention to it. The, the, the strange piece for me is that don't the people that voted for this, don't they understand that that means that it could be used against them as well? Like this is a great easy way for interests that are that are outside of the states as well to be able to use information that is on, you know, everyone that said voted yes for this to be able to use their internet history against them as well. There was a tweet that just went around and it had two maps and it was a survey question. And on one map, it showed uh, the, the question was, do you think that global warming will affect you? And the map was to show the intensity of, you know, the yeses. And it was very low intensity. You could barely see the color. And then it said, do you think that global warming will affect someone in the U.S.? And the map was so intense with color with the yeses. So people don't think that things will happen to them, despite the fact that they do believe that they'll happen to other people. Oh, the human brain is so strange. It's so weird. I don't... Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the internet, uh, our dear friends at Squarespace... Oh, there it is. <laughs> this episode of Disruption is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter the offer code DISRUPTION at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I love Maybe. that we're making domain name a thing. This is fantastic. <laughs> 
Maybe you want to create an online store or a portfolio or a blog. Squarespace's all-in-one platform lets you do just that. You don't have to install anything. You don't have to worry about patches. You don't have to worry about upgrades. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has it all covered. They've got award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help, and they let you quickly and easily grab that unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I absolutely love Squarespace, especially for one reason, and that reason is how quickly they ad- adopt new technologies. I remember when they introduced uh, HTTPS before a lot of other sites were offering that as part of the package. And just suddenly it was up on the blog and it's like, hey, you can go enable this right now. And what did I have to do? I had to just hit a check mark and then it was done. It's so simple and so easy, but at the same time, you can dive right in and, and get to coding if you choose. Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, please do use the offer code disruption because you're going to get 10% off your first purchase and you'll be showing your support for our show. We thank you, Squarespace, for your support. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website. All righty. <laughs> so, hey, have you ever been gaslit by a game <laughs> console manufacturer? Yes, you have, if you have paid any attention to the Nintendo Switch. Because it turns out that that design issue that totally exists doesn't exist. Or at least that's what Nintendo says. <laughs> Trustworthy. This is the same company, by the way, just to revisit some of the lies we've covered on this show. Okay. (laughs) NES Remix could not possibly run on the 3DS. (laughs) I played it last night. I played it last night. It was great. Oh, how about there's no way we can make the 3DS any smaller or more compact or or better made. It just can't be done. We used all of our tricks already. Like Nintendo (laughs) is, yeah, there's a certain, um, there's a certain culture that I, it's, for me being in a, a, a marriage with, you know, someone that's Asian, there's a certain part of the culture there that's very respectful to authority. It's <laughs> very, very difficult for me to understand. So I, I can kind of theoretically understand like Japan wants to save face and they're like, yeah. Oh, look, no, it's the, there's no problem here. Like just trust good old Nintendo. But this is, this is a huge whopper, guys. Like this is, this is, like people's pants catching on fire at Nintendo. <laughs> so, so do you want to talk about what actually Literally. what what actually yeah. happened this time? And yeah, go ahead. Can I, can I can I read it? Yeah, go ahead. What they said. Yeah. <clears throat> Nintendo responded to the fact that the Joy-Con controllers have a connectivity issue. That there is no. Does this is an actual? This is really what they said. <laughs> there is no design issue with the Joy-Con controllers, and no widespread proactive repair or replacement effort is underway. Just, just saying, straight up. Manufacturing variation has resulted in wireless interference with a small number of left Joy-Con. Moving forward, <laughs> this will not be an issue. As the manufacturing variation will be addressed and corrected at the factory level, but there's no problem. 
They're just going to correct me. There is no problem. (laughs) You can take it apart and see like a giant piece of steel blocking the the Bluetooth transmitter. No problems here, guys. That's okay. They duct taped some foam in there and now it's it's fine. Yeah, it's great. You can't see that. But it's not that there's a problem. We're just going to have to fix something. Um, And we've determined a simple fix. The fix Uh. for the thing that's not actually a problem. No, there's nothing to see here. There are four. There are five lights. Everything is fine. It's you know. Ju- let's just all move on with our day. Like, <laughs> Nintendo has oh. always been at war with. Uh, you know, like it's just so ridiculous, right? I can't even. Like uh, I don't. I I just I understand that they don't want to make it into more than it is, but it's like just respect your customers' intelligence, like. That's all. Like, it's not a big deal. It's easily fixed. They're they're off. I believe they're offering a way that you can send your Joy Cons to them and get them get them repaired or upgraded or whatever it is. Uh, and you know, yeah. and with that, at least it's free of charge. Yeah, but it's and just like you'll get it back. They say quickly within a week. Yeah, so, it seems so, really fast. I don't know well, I don't. I don't oh. know if you need if you have if you have uh, seventy shrines to grind through in Zelda, that could be a long time. But uh, okay, yeah. that's a good segue here. That's a good segue, guys. <laughs> I I have to confess my sins to, uh, to disruption. Oh, I have uh, to confess my sins. So I got my sweet Squarespace money. <laughs> did you buy a Switch? I'm oh really gosh. thinking about buying a Switch oh after all the smack I've talked about it. Why? I I don't want to be left out. All my friends oh, are playing. Let's be She's weak. I'm very weak. Say it. It's, say it, Brie. It's the I'm FOMO, Brie. I'm weak. <laughs> Courtney is playing this, and she sounds like she's having so much fun. And Blaster Master <laughs> Zero looks so good on it. But you, you got me to buy I, that for the oh, 3DS. It is good. It's fantastic. You go get it for your 3DS, and you you spend ten dollars. I have it for my 3DS, but I want it on a gorgeous Nintendo Switch that I carry around in my my cute little because that's so wrong. Is that wrong? I don't know. You should talk to Brianna Wu of a few weeks ago and ask her if it's so wrong. Because I, think- I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. There's no way to justify this purchase. There's one game on it that I could buy for the Wii U. It would be pretty much the same. And that's it. So, Steve, how good is Zelda? Like, talk um, me into this. No, no, you no, don't want me to do that. No, it's okay. I, I don't know. I got so I got it for the Wii U because I wanted to see. Everyone seemed to be loving it. I want. I on and I. I honestly, I went into it with an open mind. Like, I and the first couple of hours are not like the last couple of Zelda games where you settle in for like a Final Fantasy 12 length 20 hour tutorial about pressing the A button to talk to people. And like it does fix some issues that I've had with with some of the 3D Zelda games. Like there's actual voice acting. Like it it's you know only taken 20 years, but it they get to the point relatively quickly. Like there's a tutorial area that takes you maybe two or three hours to get through, but that's kind of par for the course now with a lot of games like this, where there's like an introductory area that you you go through a quest and you kind of learn the mechanics and then you graduate to the main story. But it's just like, I, I, and I don't know if it's just because I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn like alongside it and I'm having so much fun in that game. And I then I go to play Zelda and it's like, okay, I'm on a horse. 
okay, the horse is going to run for like forever and we're still walking and we're trying to get to where we're going. Like, I feel like all I'm doing in the game and I'm like six hours in. So I know that it's probably gets better, but it just feels like I'm running forever and then I'm fighting some of those like Babakin dudes and then my weapon breaks and then I need to find a new weapon just kind of doing the same thing over and over again, but not really getting anywhere. And I know that like, as you get more into the game, I guess there's more to do or you, you, you have to have like that joy of exploring or whatever, but it just, it feels like such a, such a slog to me that I don't, I I'm and compared to horizon zero dawn, which like, I just fought this giant electric pterodactyl for like a half an hour and then was like victorious and like, you know, cheered for myself after I stripped all the pieces off of it and then brought it down to uh, to get vengeance over all the robots that that Georgia and uh, and Micah are scared of. But I, I don't know. It just it seems like I understand why it's a good game for the switch, because if there's a lot of busy work and a lot of just kind of running around, you can kind of do that while you're doing other things. But I I'm not really seeing why it's why people are in love with it. You know what I mean? Sold. Sold. Steve hates it. That means I'm going to love it. I mean, like, that's the pattern on the show, right? Uh, so, probably. Yeah. Uh, we agreed on Blaster Master, though. Like, <laughs> you got me to buy Blaster Master. And I love that you game. You never played Zelda. You you are a Zelda hypocrite. You are the Zelda Pharisee is what you are. <laughs> like, like, not Zelda, Pokemon, I meant to say. Pokemon. You, you've never played Pokemon Sun or Moon. What do you mean I never like, played Pokemon Sun or Moon? I've got like 20 hours into that game. Okay, how far uh, have you beaten it yet? I haven't beaten it. I got like five or six trials in. Okay, okay, that's legit. That's <laughs> legit. Okay, okay. I yeah. take that back. I'm sorry. That was unfair, Steve. <laughs> how dare you? Unfair. How that dare you, Brianna Wu? Okay. Question okay. my Pokemon bona fides. Like, well, no. So do you want... How dare you, madam? I will, I will, I will, yeah, we can totally poke a battle. We'll work it out that way. Um, so or maybe yeah, we what, can do a, heart, a Hearthstone match and, and, we'll, uh, and we'll, we'll settle it. I don't want to crush you that badly. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, I see Georgia, how it is. Georgia, what's up? Bree. Yeah? You, you I, I, I'm, I'm judging you. I'm just saying it. You're judging me? Okay. I'm oh, wow. Why? Just, I'm just saying. Why? You've let me down. You've let why? Me down. Why? You went, why? You went to the. You've you gone went back to the dark side. I'm just saying. The dark side. I, the dark I never side. left the dark side. No, no. <laughs> you see, this is th- what Bree is having is the. This is the quintessential Nintendo experience where you go in, you are prematurely disappointed by a piece of their hardware. You you know that it's a terrible idea and it will let you down. And in two months, you will be looking at it with no games to play on it. And it doesn't matter because it has one game that looks super fun and you're going to enjoy that 15 minutes as much as you can before it before it wears off. This is the quintessential Nintendo experience. And I am I am cavelling for you right now, Bree, that you're finally becoming a real Nintendo fan. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Micah, what do you think? Will you judge me? Oh, <laughs> You're yeah. on my side, right? Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Look, look. <laughs> I typically I try to you know toe the line and be the diplomat, but I just I just had so much. Uh, Faith and so much, uh, I don't know, I, I felt encouraged by the Brianna Wu of yesteryear that said, <laughs> I'm putting my foot down and I will not buy a Switch. And now, 
Look what's happening. You know, I just, I, I feel like my childhood hero has turned into a monster. I, I don't understand how the two of you are surprised because this is like the natural story arc of isometric and disruption where Brie rages against, insert, uh, insert non-offensive video game property here. And then, in, oh, Destiny is terrible. It's a horrible game. And then all of a sudden she's, she's odd like 40 hours a night there's, there's and she's no got a gallery. She's got like three gallery. Never that, she's, that she's selling on eBay, Never. and then Pokemon is a, is a children's game, and there's no depth there. And all of a sudden, she's in the back alley in Boston buying illicit Pokemon from shady characters <laughs> so that she can compete online. Yeah. And and you know yeah. now the Switch, it's it's you know it was it was meant to be. It was. Meant I can't to be. wait for this attack ad. I can't. Like, <laughs> Brianna Wu said she would not buy a Nintendo Switch. Cut to Brianna Wu play. Her such, can you really trust Brianna Wu? <laughs> is Brianna Wu enthralled to a Japanese company? This is, this is what she said. <laughs> Two weeks later, this is what she did. And it shows you doing the milking the cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, fine. I won't buy it. Fine. You can okay. trick me. All right, I, and I will look forward to not looking on Twitter tomorrow and not seeing a picture of you unboxing your Switch uh, that you won't have bought. Fine. <laughs> I think I think if you if you do end up with it, we will get photos of you taking apart the controllers so you can fix them. Oh yeah, <laughs> fix the connectivity issue for sure. Yeah, it needs some help. <laughs> we can rebuild it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to briefly touch on some interesting things that have happened. Uh, AT&T, Verizon, Johnson & Johnson, and some other U.S. advertisers uh, have actually taken all of their ads and pulled them from everything related to Google except for Google search ads. So what that means is that Google's ad network, all of the sites that plug into uh, Google ads and get paid from you know having those on their sites, and then also YouTube videos, AT&T, Verizon, Johnson & Johnson, and other huge advertisers have said, we will not be a part of your uh, ad network because our ads keep showing up near offensive and extremist content. So content that's promoting terrorism and content that's promoting hate, AT&T and all the other ones that I mentioned want nothing to do with that. So I, I mean, those are huge companies. I think that's, that's the main thing here is just how gigantic those companies are and how much they spend on advertising in, you know, places all over the web. They've decided to poll. So I do think that this is, this is a bit of a statement. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm curious to hear what you all think. No, I think it's great. Uh, I don't think uh, I, I have questions about its longevity. Uh, I wonder if these policies will be in place a year from now. But, you know, I think it's a, a positive, uh, positive move forward. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, it's the best way really to prove how you feel about something is with your wallet. So if you don't believe in something, if you think that a company is is doing something that would be wrong, don't buy from their products. Don't support. Yeah, and and I mean I think that well, that's a that's a controversial view, George Dow. Are you are you, you know, going to stand behind that? So far, yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to see how I want to see what you think. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. No, I mean I think that it also goes to like some of these companies are just buying from like third-party middlemen that are, you know, getting some of these ads 
and they don't necessarily know where they go until customers like there was that that sleeping giants campaign that's been going on Twitter that's been trying to get um, advertisers to pull their ads down from Breitbart, for example. And, you know, I don't think that a lot of these advertisers even necessarily know where they're going. They just buy X number of impressions. And then the you know, a lot of the ads just go where they are. So it's good that some awareness being brought to the fact that these ads are funding a lot of the, you know, the hate that's on that's on the Internet and gives it a way to, you know, to continue to exist on the Internet. So at least if you can cut off one one revenue stream, maybe that will help a little bit. Yeah, uh, this this is uh, pretty straightforward stuff. Uh, I I agree with Bree. I hope that, you know, they keep keeping those ads off until Google really steps forward and does something because. Google is claiming, you know, that they've they've got this under control and they've got it figured out. And those companies kind of gave them a little bit of time, and Google never really got it together. So they finally did pull. So I'm hoping that this is the the change that happens, and that we will see uh, that content that's promoting terrible, terrible things to you know be taken out of the out of the way. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. And Google, and Google plays the you know we're just a platform card a lot with this right. type of stuff a lot. And, a lot. and it's nice to see them actually taking some responsibility because there's been a number of things and we've talked about them on this show too about like the the first answer that comes up on some google searches and like just saying well you know if the algorithm is what it is and the algorithm is written by people and just because it's you know it's automated doesn't mean that they don't have a responsibility you know at least first do no harm you know what i mean and so I'm glad that this is at least getting them to take responsibility for their product in at least a tiny way. Hopefully it does. Uh, yes. Yes, indeedy. Well, <laughs> let us move on and pay attention to something else. Uh, we have questions, questions from listeners before we round <laughs> things out with the Charles can you guess it game? Because I can't remember what uh, Charles actually calls it. So it's the Charles. Can you? Oh, it's who said it. But I like can you guess it? So, yeah, let's let's start with the cue and move on to the game. OK, so we have one voicemail and um, you can you can, of course, call in your voicemails or you can send us tweets or DMs and we will answer them on the show as and when we have time at the end of the show to do so. And this is some, something that came in through the voicemail line this week. Hi, Disrupticons. This is Tim in Georgia. I'm going to try to make my question a little more concise because I tend to ramble. I apologize. Um, I was listening to the episode about univer- where you talked about universal basic income, and my big question and concern is how we overcome America's basic short circuit, which I feel is racism. You know, we've had social goods sabotaged by the simple fact of white supremacists appealing to white people with the idea that if they vote for these goods, even though it would help white people, it would help minorities as well. And you don't want your tax dollars going to minorities, do you? And it's it's this thing that's always horrified me about America, but it's always worked, too. You know, we lost the chance at Medicare for all when Medicare was first brought about with this same appeal. Um, and, you know, it's the stereotype is that it's limited to the South, and that's certainly not true. And racism is not pandemic to the South, although I would say it's pandemic to the United States as a whole. Um, you know, there are pockets of anti-racism everywhere, and there are pockets of virulent racism everywhere. But how do we overcome this 
basic idea of voting against our own interests um, when there is a pocket of the population willing to vote to deny rights to people and a pocket of quote-unquote leaders willing to use hatred as a means to sabotage public good. Because that's, that's I think, our true problem going forward to Star Trek or a dystopia. If we can't bypass this hatred short circuit, we'll never move forward, and we will have people starving in the streets. Anyway, thank you all. I love the show. I've been a fan since Isometric, and thank you for all you do. Have a great day. All? No, I think that's that's such an amazing question. And I think, like, if you really get to the core about why Trump won, uh, you know, it's the same factor between Gamergate and the alt-right. Like, it's really stoking the fires of white resentment. Um, And, you know, I don't want to be really judgmental here because I grew up in the South, but I want to kind of illustrate this to liberal listeners throughout the rest of the country. You have – so the number one sport in Mississippi – for white people to play is golf, amazingly. And it's because they don't want to think they're poor. They they want to feel like they're high class and upper class. So that need to belong and to not be like the butt of the joke is a it's a very strong part of the human dynamic. And part of that, like the the phrase white trash is I've always seen that as code for, you know, white people, they're as bad as like they see black people, right? So I I think that you're really right that that's the problem there. But I also think that this um, kind of white resentment playbook, I think um, it's it's not something that is going to magically go away. There's no utopian solution. And unfortunately, the only way to like override that is to go out to the voting booth and make your opinions known and to simply outvote these people. Like at the the base of it, politics is about a struggle for resources and allocation. And we need to accept that that is always going to be a hard, difficult, you know, hard-fought struggle. And I'm willing to step up and do that and, you know, move to this era with universal basic income. But I am also, I understand that a lot of people are convinced to vote against their interests because they want to, you know, feel better than someone else. So I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I, I, it was, um, really stark when we're I'm in California right now and driving through certain areas of um, California we saw such abject poverty like really desolate hardship and you know when and this is not something that's just happened this is something that's been there for a really long time and I understand that feeling of people wanting to you know, shake things up. I can understand the, well, I can't actually even understand the amount of anger and frustration and pain uh, when you see no way out of your situation. And so then that becomes something that it's really easy to hope for anything that's moving by that could maybe pick you up and that life will be a little bit different um, after that. And so it's, it's a really hard thing to be able to change that. It takes a huge infrastructure change and it takes a whole cultural change of the way that we look at humanity, culture, poverty, um, and, and the way that we care for each other. It is so sad that we glorify um, financial gluttony where people just try to grab 
um, as much as they can. If we were ever, um, you know, teaching our children and they were, you know, everyone's playing a game and one child takes all the pieces so that no one else can play, we would say, you know what, there's enough for everyone. You don't have to have all the playing pieces on the board. Yet it seems that our culture glorifies the fact that one person can try to take everything from everyone else, which leaves less pieces of the pie for others to share. And I think that we also need to change our way of glorifying um, financial gluttony. Uh, There's nothing that I think I can add in terms of the the actual steps that we take, the what we do exactly to convince others that despite the fact that it might be good for someone else as well and not just you – that you should still do something. Uh, I'm not certain what to do about that. But what I can say is I know there are still there. We, this year has been proof that there are a lot of people in the world, or at least in the United States who are certainly out for themselves and who are a little more, hateful than we realized. And the world's not quite as rosy as I thought it was. But all that said, there are very good people in the world and there is still hope and there always will be hope. And I am relying on that and living in that as much as possible in terms of knowing that there are visionaries and there are strong and good people who will work to push the United States and the rest of the world forward in these types of initiatives. And we have to be there right there with them, supporting them and standing with them. And I, I worry about people getting so distraught and so closed up and so within themselves over these, these happenings that, they don't take their energies and use them to make the world better and use them to make their situation and other situation better because we need good people like our friend who just left a call out there working toward the better rather than spending too much time focusing on what's bad and you know what what's going on that's wrong in the United States and having your head down in that instead of up and pushing things forward. So I guess the, the summary of the too long didn't listen, which I'm sorry if you did, is that you have we, we should keep we should keep a positivity. We should keep that energy flowing and and working towards something good. I think that's well said. All right. Well, let's move on to the Charles question. We had Charles wrote in with some who said it questions for us. And he only had them for Micah and for Georgia. And then we gave him a bunch of crap that he didn't care about us. And <laughs> I love that we, we, we are such horrible people. We make Charles feel bad. Yes. <laughs> so there's one, there's one for Brie and there's one for me. And the one for, for Brie is visual. So the question for Brie is which disruption. Can, we, can you show it to us in the, I, the, I can sh- the Yeah, chat? let me, let me get the, I, I will get the picture that he is referencing. Um, into the chat so that you can see what this what this means. And I'll put it in the show notes for those of you who are not actually rec- here recording with us. I got it, Steve. And Oh, do you have it? Okay. Yep. Thank you. Because I've, I've got it open because I know I have to read your question to you. Okay. So. Okay. 
What on earth am I looking so, at? So which disruption host wore the Yip Yips from Sesame Street costume for Halloween is the question. Uh, who do I have to pick from? From Well, there's only three of us left who aren't you. Because you would know if you wore a Yip Yips costume. I mean, I would like Which to think you would know host, if you wore yeah. if you wore a, a Yip Yips costume for Halloween, but you know, uh, uh, it's it's not you, Steve. <laughs> I only wear panda hats, so I'm gonna say Micah. Well, well, we have video a- proof of this actually <laughs> that um, I don't know how to actually get you the picture because you linked do- it. But here, I will play it in the audio at least. And we used to do our Halloween show. We didn't do one last year. We are dressing up for Halloween. So I'm in my favorite Yip Yips. They're from Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, and there, I we love go. Them. there we go. Uh, so I, I, you know, all of my answers will be uh, pretty much the same answer. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what is that white fit? Th- what are you dressed as in that, Micah? Because you look like you're wearing... <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was. I forgot about. Or I didn't get out in time the night before to get a costume because what I. Oh, so you were out, out of the rave again? Is the problem? Yes. Is that, yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was going out as Tuvok. Uh, the I eventually did, but there in that costume because I literally put it together four minutes before was supposed to be a ninja. And what I did was I woke Shane up. He was asleep and he had to go to work later that day. And I woke him up and said, "Please help me wrap myself in toilet paper." And he sprung up from <laughs> the bed. Toilet paper is what ninjas. <laughs> Hey, this is this is a quick ninja. So, I, you know the toilet paper is white, and that ninjas like to stalk around in the darkness, right? No, 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 no. Not snow ninjas. Snow ninjas. Yeah, a snow ninja. I was Mike. Are you ninja. asking me to believe in the existence of snow ninjas? I am absolutely <laughs> asking you to. You know what, Steve? There this sounds are like something ninjas. Nintendo would try to get me to believe, Micah. I don't know how I feel about this. Santa Claus has his troop of snow ninjas, obviously. What, why couldn't you just say I was dressed as a mummy? Why did you have to go for snow ninjas? I, because I was dressed as a snow ninja and not a mummy. I'm not. I, uh, why would I say I'm dressed as a mummy if I'm not dressed as a, I'm dressed as a snow ninja? That's what That's I was. True. That is true. That is true. You have a good point with that. It would have been much more believable. Why would he lie? We will send a copy of this for to Nintendo so you can start working at their PR department uh, of of truth oh, and of the ministry oh, of ministry funny. of truth at Nintendo at Nintendo. All oh, right. Well, okay. What, what is the what is what is Charles have in store for me? In addition to the question for Bree, here is a question for Steve, parentheses, no cheating. Well, he's not cheating because I am reading it instead. (laughs) Which disruption host wants to break Apple pencils when they're being charged on an iPad? So as you know, you can plug the Apple pencil into the bottom of the iPad to charge it. Which of the disruption hosts has said that they would like to break those Apple pencils when they are being plugged in and charging? Like intentionally? Yes. Intentionally. Intentionally break the Apple Pencil because it is plugged into the port for charging. Random destruction doesn't sound like you, Micah. I I could see accidental destruction, but not like intentional, like rampaging destruction. (laughs) Who does intentional rampaging destruction Uh, sound like? (laughs) Based on that description, it's it sounds like it would be Brie, but that sounds so sounds too easy. And now I'm starting to think that this is something along the lines of a Georgia Dow murder streak. So <laughs> I, I I could see Georgia wanting to murder an Apple pencil. 
Um, I, I'm going to say that it is Georgia. And so I, I have the clip that I can play. Yes. I have not play listened the to the clip. clip. I, I have not cheated. My hand on my, on my Hearthstone wins. I have not, I have not <laughs> listened to this clip. So. It's, Solana. It's I just think silly. it is the most a, a ridiculous thing in the whole world. I actually probably in that would be the one case where I would rather a dongle so that my pencil isn't sticking straight out of yes, something where absolutely. I'm waiting for someone to walk by and break it off. Like, it's almost like you want to break it off when you see it. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just cruel, but I want to, like, just crack it off. It's sticking out it's oh my so wrong. So, Georgia, how, Wait, how many pencils have you left in your wake of destruction? They stick out of your iPad, like, straight out. Like, that's ridiculous. Come on, back me up, Bree. It's ridiculous, no? It fills me with rage. <laughs> I have so much rage about it. <laughs> have you guys ever seen one sticking out? It's, like, the most... It looks un- stupid, but I don't want to go and, and, like... Unacceptable. Done. It sticks out the same length of the iPad. Yeah, and it think? also costs a hundred dollars. Therefore, I would not break it. It's well, you know, in, in Canada, Apple pencils just grow on trees, so they go. They just go out to the nearest pine tree, and they have Apple pencils, you know, growing off of them in Renee's backyard, and she just takes one and replaces it. It's fine. That, that's how <laughs> things go in Canada. They have Yetis and Orcs and Apple pencils growing on trees. Or at least in Renee's yard, I could see that next to the the Apple Watch band bush. You know, she she steals she logs into his Facebook account and steals his Apple pencil. It's fine. That's what you do in Canada. (laughs) Well, Charles, thank you again for a delightful game of who said it. I have enjoyed those so far, and it's it's so much fun to go back and listen to uh, George Dow threatening to break things and uh, (laughs) and all that jazz. Uh, that, and now that, she's let loose in America where she can break all of our American things. Oh, dear. This is true. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you would like to get in touch with us and leave your voicemails, your questions, your games, your poems, your quizzes, here's how you can do that. You can call us at 508-418-3532 to leave a voicemail, or you can tweet us at underscore disruption FM. Use the hashtag disrupt me if you're doing a public tweet, or send us a direct message because our DMs are open. As always, please let us know if we can use your name on the show, otherwise we default to anonymous. Go and review the show on iTunes. We actually pull some reviews and uh, there there are some to be read but I have to say I think there were only two or three new reviews and that is a shame so if you have the time go review the show go leave us some notes and once we get you know three or four then we can read them on the show and let you know what people think of us because that sounds fun anyway you can find <laughs> our show notes at relay.fm slash disruption where you'll also be able to find george's yip yip and possibly my snow ninja uh if you're looking for me online you can find me as always at www.chihuahua.coffee steve if people are looking for you online where can they find you well, they can apparently find me hiding anything that looks like it might be construed as an Apple pencil before Georgia gets her hands on it. Um, or you can find me on Twitter at Wicked Good. Beautiful. And Bree, where can people find you? 
So if you want to support my uh, campaign for Congress, you can go to uh, supportbrianna.com and donate to my campaign. The only way a lot of these issues we talk about on this show every single week are going to change is with new leadership in Congress. So I hope you will support me. Uh, you can also follow my Twitter account at SpaceCatGal. Awesome. And last but not least, broadcasting from a closet in California, the queen of the dash and the underscore Georgia Dow. Where can people find you? You can, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, you can check out anxiety-videos.com or on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore. Yeah. What about rage? Like if you feel like breaking Apple pencils, (laughs) do you help with that? I want to hear from people that actually can see an Apple pencil sticking out of an iPad (laughs) and not think of breaking it. I just, that's what I want to know. No, I I thought about it today. I did. (laughs) You see? I'm not telling a joke. I really did. I mean, it just makes me want to go like. Take that, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, you see, I bet, Brie, I bet you actually thought it was probably you. You're like, you know what? I probably said that somewhere. I, I thought like you're joking. I'm like, I don't remember saying that, but sure sounds like me. So. <laughs> I love that. I Is there some that. sort of like a, t- of like, of like a 14 week therapeutic program that you can go through to, you know, address your, your Apple pencil fueled rage? No, you see, you see, Steve, that's wrong because we're not wrong in this. This is this is a design uh, monstrosity. This is this is a real. This is a problem. This is Apple's issue. I, I just have to say, this is not. This is not us. This is not us. Yeah, Georgia, take it from psychological expert Brianna Wu. <laughs> Anger is more <laughs> useful than despair. So here we go. I will give just, it. Just you use right. it. Use it. Yeah, use keep it. it real. Keep it real. I- be, I, I, I've heard that fear leads to anger, and anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. But you know, I don't know. I, what do I know? I, I'm I, saying when you have a difficult situation, you can be in despair about it, or you can get angry. And being angry is much more productive. I learned that from Terminator Three, Steve Lubitz. Oh, okay. Which is a movie you've never <laughs> well, that's, seen. That's not actually a movie, so that's fine. That's you know, it's it's the best movie. Uh, All that is left uh, after that beautiful tangent is for Steve to say that thing he says every week. So, Steve, please take it away. Leave Apple Pencils alone. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Bye.